All right, everybody, welcome in. I am excited for every episode that we get a chance to record of Restaurant Hoppin'. Um, obviously, this is just so much fun talking to every guest. I don't want to say that this is more special than any other <laughs> guest, but it, but it's, this is definitely a monumental um, occasion here. Anyone who's listened to this podcast, read my website, followed me on Twitter knows I'm a fairly large fan of Block 16 and what they do. And tonight, I have the owners and chefs of the restaurant, Paul and Jessica Urban. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is awesome. We are also big fans, so yeah. this works out. Well, that I'm well, okay. I'm blushing right now. That is <laughs> that is incredible. I I just want to apologize in advance if there comes a moment in this episode where, and I might be dating myself here, but there's that famous uh, SNL sketch with Chris Farley, and he's interviewing. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, Paul yeah, it was Paul McCartney. I was gonna yeah. say the Beatles guy, and I was blanking on it. And he's just yeah, like, yeah. "Remember that time yeah. you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome." God, awesome. <laughs> so I'm gonna try not to fanboy out too much, but this this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So I just kind of want to start off and just as kind of an introduction for anyone who has not had the pleasure of going to Block 16 or isn't totally sure what you guys are about. It's just I, I don't even necessarily know exactly how to describe it. It's just kind of like a cozy little place downtown. You guys have everything from fried chicken to a poutine burrito to gangster fries. I guess just if you were describing your restaurant to someone for the first time, how, how do you put Block 16 into words? Well, um. I mean, generally, if, if we're being quick about it, we'll say we have a little sandwich shop downtown that we serve, you know, farm-to-table street-style food. Uh-huh. Um, we usually describe it to like, uh, or our, I guess our friends describe it as we. It's it's food that 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 we like to eat. It's we don't we don't we went into it and we were like, what do you like to eat? I right. like to put Doritos <laughs> on a bologna sandwich, so we're gonna do that. And we're gonna. We and like it, you're speaking Pat's so language right yeah. now. By it, the was, way. it was also a lot of you know food that we like to eat on a plate. How do we put that on a sandwich? Mm -hmm. And so right. that's kind of what we do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something that I that I find really interesting is so much of it is like things that you would, you know, find in a pasta or, you know, find just on a plate like as steak and potatoes or something. But with you guys, it goes in a sandwich or in a burrito. Like, where did that philosophy come from to take the food that you love and to put it between bread? It's all been rolling with the punches. Right. We, we both come from fine dining backgrounds, and that's mm -hmm. pretty much that's the majority of what we did before Block 16. And we uh, we we looked for a restaurant for several years, right? I yeah. mean, a few years yeah. anyway. And um, we came upon Block 16, which was New York Chicken and Euro, a and, sandwich shop, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> of course, right? it was. And there's a long story of how we got to that, but then we got there. We spent every last dime, and I mean every last dime we had from everything we could get under our floor mats to yeah, buy which the wasn't place. much because we both worked. We were both working cooks. Yeah, so, uh -huh. yeah. You're not. so we bought it, and then we were like, "Man, we'll just uh, save our money and we'll turn it into a gastro pub or like a little uh, French bistro here in two to three months." And it <laughs> just never. I mean, we it, we just had we took everything that. We got with the restaurant uh, ground beef and lettuce and Crazy whatever we seafood. could. And we just yeah, and we just started to like put a menu together. And next thing you know, people were we had regulars out of nowhere. It was uh -huh. like we we only served twenty people a day, but it would be the same you know fifteen out of twenty every day. And so eventually, it grew and grew, and we couldn't go back. Yeah, we it was just, just sort of driven that it. way. I mean, the path was kind of decided for us so once that, we happened, happened on that location. Right. So then we just took everything that, you know, like we loved duck confit and the thought of, you know, uh, like in a traditional setting, how you eat that is not typically on French fries <laughs> with <laughs> jam. But, you know, we, we wanted to meet in the middle what, what the people wanted and what we like and kind of put it together well i think that that's something so cool <clears throat> that you guys do is you make kind of high-end food that some people might not approach if they were at a you know fancy french restaurant or something but you make it approachable by putting it in something that they're familiar with and 
in doing right. so, you introduce that to them, and then all of a sudden, someone who would never try duck confit or would never try, you know, poutine or something along those lines, suddenly they're having that, and they're like, hey, this is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that kind of um, helped us to grow. There were some New York chicken and Euro regulars that mm-hmm. would come, and we would always run something fun on special. And once they were coming in, once we owned it and they were coming in and trying things and liking what we were offering, then they would try the the obscure special. Yeah. And they learned to trust us and then kind of spread the word, and that's a little bit how it grew from yeah. – the Euro shop to block 16. Yeah. 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 We had to build trust first. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys have a very unique combination of backgrounds. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got some Canadian influence. We've got some Italian influence, some Polish roots going on here. How does just all those different cuisines, how did that, how does that kind of meld and play into what's on the menu? Well, you're Paul is predominantly uh, Belgian and German. Okay. And so we get all Jess is from Canada. And I mean, really, like, we both have always had the same philosophy that, like, food and family memories go hand in hand. And so it was like, you know, she grew up eating her family's food (laughs) in Canada and a lot of Italian. And I grew up eating Belgian brown butter on everything and plum dumplings and schnitzel. And uh, so it's just anything that takes you back to being a kid is. Right. Kind of where it's at. Yeah. Nostalgia can play right. so much Absolutely. of a role. And yeah, especially if you're, if that's something, you know, you grew up eating with your parents, grandparents, something along those right. lines. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Well, it's crazy how like something that you grew up with that was so simple or seemingly so simple growing up, mm-hmm. just, you know, straight up, you know, your mom's got to get dinner on the table then we'll do a spin of that or that exact same thing at block 16. And it's a, it's a big success. And, and that makes us so proud. Like that makes us very happy when, when a family special goes up and, and is liked and well received. Do you have a recent example of that? Was there one that you were particularly proud of, or maybe even one where you're kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work, but then it's just a big hit. And I would say like, my mom's clam chowder and Paul's uh, family's stompy. Those were yeah, we like run stompy a lot. Two big um, ones that sweet and sour. Your mom's oh, mom's sweet and sour. It's so awesome. It is so simple, but it is so good. Yeah, but yeah, things like that that yeah. really go over. It. Yeah, I think those are a couple of big ones. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so take me back to the beginning here. We're even going pre block sixteen. You guys were both in the. Metropolitan Community College yes. Culinary Program. That's where you met. Yes. How did you, in that program, grow both as restaurateurs and as a couple there? Okay. Well, we didn't grow it. I mean, we met there and, and we were... Uh, we were friends. We <laughs> She didn't love me in high in culinary yeah, school. Let's I just be was honest. I was fully submerged <laughs> because I had just moved from Canada, so I really had no friends. Yeah. So culinary school was my friend, and I was like president of the culinary fraternity and on the culinary team, and I loved school. Where Paul was like, in my eyes, too cool for school. So we weren't besties. I was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. <laughs> still are. So yeah, still, thank you. Yes. I mean, we got paired up in a group one time, and I just thought, oh, this guy is not going to do any work. You know, like in really? my mind, although I did respect him as a um, a culinarian because I saw some of the food that he was doing, but mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, he's not going to do anything. And he, because he just really didn't like being there. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That was kind of you know our culinary experience because he just went to to get the credit really, and I right. and I I just. But then when we teamed up, it. we killed it. Yes, we killed it. Yeah, we, we did our, our project. Our group rocked. So yeah, yeah, we were and so we were buddies, and then um, we worked together at a couple of restaurants after the fact, um, and we got to be pretty good friends. And then it wasn't until and like and our friendship also grew with. Other chefs in town, mm-hmm. like uh, Ben Maids at Ocaron and Joel Moore from Primrose, and um, I mean, just a lot of pastry chefs. And 
And so we, there was this group of, I would say, 20 or so, mm-hmm. AJ, Nino. We all kind of came up together, and so we would all hang. Craig, right. Craig Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. So what happened first? Were there sparks between you first, or did you decide uh, to go in on a restaurant first? Oh, God. It kind of, yeah, it kind of happened close to the same time, but... Um, yeah, we just decided to go. Actually, our, our one of our first dates was camping. Yeah, we went camping in South Dakota. My brother lent us all his camping gear. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, it was just kind of natural. It just kind of naturally. Yeah, it really was because we were just like buddies and then we became like really good friends. And then just. And we both wanted our own place. Mm-hmm. So we. Neither one of us thought it'd be a Euro shop. No. <laughs> In fact, I cried for six months when when that happened. Because yeah. growing up, I worked at a Euro shop in Canada. And oh, I, I never imagined that that's I what it. I would be doing as an adult. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. so how does that, what is that moment like when you move from working in a restaurant to actually saying, okay, we're taking the leap here. We're going to do this ourselves. I imagine that's just, that there's just this great excitement that comes with it because you're creating something of your own, but there's also just, you know, it's unknown. You don't <laughs> yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. Um, just what, what was that feeling like when you finally made that decision? I mean, wouldn't you compare it, was, it to having children? It was, I mean, I mean it, yeah, it was scary and awesome. Yes. Or scary and terrifying. <laughs> I know awesome. the morning that we received the key from the previous owner, he gave us the key at, it was nine forty-five, and we were, running the line at 11. Oh, wow. And we both had to be at our night jobs by three. (laughs) Yeah. And we had told everyone that we knew. So obviously they were all lined up. And so you couldn't wipe the smiles off our faces. And there is a picture of us that Uh day uh, getting our first dollar. But um, it was amazing. It was it was literally amazing. And it wasn't where we thought we'd be. The decor was nothing like we thought it would be. The menu, I mean, all of it. It was all wrong, but it was all right also. It looked like a uh, big Lakers fan owned it. It was yeah. like a... It was purple a big, and gold? Yes, exactly. Yeah, purple, <laughs> purple, purple, gold, gold red, huge black. building painted on with New like, York scene. Sky oh, wow. Skate. Yeah, with people like yelling out of the windows. And then there was like a big like Bosnian Olympic yes, poster. poster. The previous owner was uh, is Bosnian, and so... Yeah, he had a, just a, a different aesthetic. Yeah, it was just different, just yeah. slightly different just than what yeah. it looks like today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was awesome, and we both still we did for the first year both work nights at our um, the jobs that we were mm-hmm. in at the time. So yeah, that was fun too. Yeah, so it was it was terrifying. It was everything. It really was. Yeah. It was it was one of the scariest things ever. But it was so happy. Yeah, it was just cool. Like, yeah, not a lot of people get to do that. I like. So you mentioned that a lot of what your menu started off as was kind of almost by necessity based off of what was left behind. I guess what what did that right. first menu look like, and and when did it kind of start to evolve? Oh God, the Manhattan. Like birth- menus, oh, you know, there? yeah, because so we both love New York. We're huge, obviously, fans of New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I remember the uh, the tables, the existing tables in in the Euro Shop were felt glued to the table with plastic on top. So we we took up all the felt, but there was this sticky surface. So our idea, we went to the library that was across the street and photocopied all these images out of the New Yorker and we decoupaged them onto the tables. I mean, we really, like, we really... So we did a lot of, um, like, Upper York, uh, Manhattan burgers. Like, we did a lot of, like, New York York style uh, Mm -hmm. specials Mm -hmm. to begin with. And... Like there was an existing clientele from the Euro shop, a small one that would come in. And so it was growing with them and our foodie friends and meshing the two. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it was so the original crazy. menu when we took over was it was it was crazy. It was <laughs> the menu board that we have now, which Jessica built, but it was that size. But then above our bar, there was another like 30 items. <laughs> and then there was this other menu that was like kind of nailed into over the, the hallway. Menu, over the hallway, it was like sideways. And I just I remember the, he had the the South Beach diet, and it was like eight pounds of fried fish. Oh, and we couldn't geez. figure out what it. But it was called the South Beach diet. Yeah, it was like fried shrimp, fried haddock. Yeah, fried and so we anything. went. I mean, we just we would like cook all the fried shrimp, and then it would be gone. We'd 
take that off of the menu and tear that menu down. And then we'd save up, you know, 30 bucks and call Plum Creek Farms and say, we want to start serving your chicken. And we'd put that on the menu. And we ended up going to Lalabella, which have you ever been to Lalabella? I've not. I've, oh it's God. on my list. You I have, have a list go. of working restaurants. That's near the top. You I've been to told go. it's very, very good. Very good. Very good. And we went there, and I think they were like, they were like audited getting audited by the IRS when we went there. The, I just remember <laughs> it was like true. the kids and the mom and dad, and the, some really angry man in a suit was like, oh. And we sat there and ate, and we went through, and we knocked like 60 items off of the menu, and we were like, okay, we have 20 items left. Let's that, Yeah, this. and that was probably day 10. Yeah. And then when once we figured out the menu, we really did overnight go in. We The whole place got painted one mm-hmm. color green at the time. And our friends and family helped yeah. tear down all the other menus. And, and if you look at, I would, I would honestly guess as many restaurants, but with all of the restaurants, the locally owned restaurants in Omaha, I would say 70% of them, there's at least someone there that came and helped us tear down a wall or really? scrape the yeah. floor. I mean, that's amazing. This community tile. is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, he was like 60 oh. years old and he made. I don't know, a hundred trips around back with 300 pounds of Five. broken tile from the floor. Cause Jess decided one day we needed to tear the floor up and it was, just, I mean, there it was, was terrazzo underneath and we thought yeah. she popped a tile up and with was a like, neighbor there's friend, terrazzo yeah. underneath. And I was like, well, that's great. Then it can stay there. <laughs> and then she's like, no, this will take us an hour. And we had to close for like two days. And like, we <laughs> were walking in and we're all covered in concrete and like, it was crying. the biggest, heaviest mess. And yeah. and the terrazzo isn't even, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what's great. there today and it's not that great. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, yeah. we're still working on things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it looks great now. Um, <laughs> I, I want to continue with the origin story, but you guys, sure. I, I want to hit on something real quick because you've mentioned it a couple times already, and that's just kind of this Omaha restaurant community that you are friends with a lot of other Omaha restaurateurs, and they came and they you know, devoted their time to help you guys with the restaurant, and I'm sure you guys have repaid that, and you've helped others with theirs. I think that's something that a lot of people – probably don't understand about Omaha. And I certainly didn't until recently that this is such a tight knit community of chefs. How does, how does that happen? I mean, I know you mentioned you met some of them in culinary school, but kind of how does that just giant almost family come together? Being genuinely happy or uh, having a genuine friendship outside of the Mm -hmm. kitchen number one and just a passion for food i mean we always we all notice this that like especially those of us that live in omaha or are from omaha it's like 20 years ago if you if you worked at a certain restaurant and you asked the chef there like hey where do i go to get the best chicken parmesan they'd be like well you don't need anywhere but here this guy's terrible this guy's terrible this (laughs) guy's awful i'll never tell you Yeah. yeah and now it's just i mean I can tell you, like, we'll tell you all of our favorite restaurants and we... Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll get yeah. There. I mean, there's so many times where people want to come in and they're like, we have a group of 20 and we're like, we're full. Go down to Culprit. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, uh, if they don't have room, then go over to Mercury. They've right. got an ex... You know what you I mean? You can't do like, a catering, go to Dante. Go that's to, amazing. We have a handful yeah. of... And, every, you know, a lot of people are like that. It's so... I, I don't know how it happened, but it's just I like... Think I think maybe social media helped a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. And I think um, early on in our in our business, uh, we started doing industry nights. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. they were really fun where, I mean, we don't know if we were breaking the rules or not. I, I don't know. But we would have people show up with coolers of beer and alcohol. At <laughs> yeah, like 2 in the morning when everyone got off and yeah. we were up. And, but we, we invited like anything. our 20 friends and 200 people would show up and – it was just like, man, everybody wants this. Everybody wants to be a part of it. Uh-huh. So there, there was a lot of that going around. And, yeah. and just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just The camaraderie is amazing. And I, I think that graduating class at culinary school was really unique. And everyone kind of yeah. made friends. Plus the use of local farmers, yeah. too. You know, that's, that's a natural Yeah, connector. we're all talking about the farmer's talking about all of us and we're all talking to the farmer about each other and yeah. Okay. That was, that was an awesome side. I love it. Back <laughs> to the origin story. Okay. Uh, so we got a, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back to 2015 right now, and to get the story going, we gotta introduce the Croak Garcon, a very critical player in your restaurant story. For anyone who hasn't had it yet, first of all, stop listening to this podcast, go down to Block 16 and order one. Then you will know how amazing this is. It is a third pound patty with a slice of ham, a sunny side up meg or egg, excuse me, mustard and truffle mayo on a ciabatta roll. It's it's actually kind of one of the restaurant's tamer offerings, I would say, but it is so delicious. <laughs> Everything just like every aspect of that plays so well. And that's something that in 2015, Alton Brown of Food Network fame, he's traveling the country on this 46-city lecture tour, and when he gets done, he does a write-up, and he said his favorite burger on the trip was the Croque Garçon. What was that moment like for you guys, <laughs> and what were the weeks, months after that like? I think I have it on my phone. I have chills thinking about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, we we had just started to get busy, Right, and Sarah Baker Hansen had just come in, and she gave us a really nice review, mm-hmm. and that was like, that was a game changer. Right, I mean that, and here's a little known fact: that day, so oh. we had some stuff come <laughs> up. This it was a Friday, and the day that she came in to eat to do our review, I left, and Jessica cooked for the entire restaurant by herself. Wow, and. Um, what a and champ. then we found out afterwards with the like, dude, SBH was in there. And I was like, SBH. what? That's what, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, SBH. <laughs> we, we literally, I just thought like, I mean, it was just crazy. We're done. We're closed. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, there's no way it's going to be a good review. I mean, you know, I was behind the food, but also it was just like, it was really busy that day. Yeah. And we weren't used to it. Right. And, and so then we got another, we, they did the food prowl and we had tied with Dinkers for like best burger in Omaha. Mm-hmm. And so that was another one that like, we're like, oh my God, it, we can't get any busier than this. And then when Alton Brown came in, it was like a whole new level. The phone, because I'll, I'll never forget. So he, we knew he was coming to town. We okay. were going to go see, we saw a show in Lincoln. We, we love, uh-huh. we're a big, huge, huge fan ahead of time. We oh, were, yeah, you know, awesome. we already had his oh, books. He's so and great. Watch Good Eats for years. Oh, good yeah. Eats. I mean, <laughs> tremendous show. Yeah. So we were, we were all cooking, and I think it was a Friday too, right? And it was, and we were busy. And then we had heard that he was putting out like coordinates of where he would be to sign autographs and do pictures at a certain time. And we found out he was at the Orpheum and this was at like one o'clock or something. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to go over there and get an autograph. And on our, well, gosh, our five year koozie. yeah, koozies yeah. or something. Yes. I was like, take one of these. <laughs> we didn't even think like our books are at home, you know, yeah. we didn't even think. Yeah. To. So I ran over there and I was in line and his assistant was walking up and down and talking to people. And I, w- I just asked her, I'm like, do you know where he's going to eat? Because he had put out this thing like, you know, um, tell me go? where to eat in Omaha. And she was like, no. She's like, why? Where do you work? And I was like, oh, I'm at Block 16. And she was like, oh, yeah, I don't know where he's at. And then she looked at me and she's like, you can't say anything to anyone, but he's coming to Block 16. Nice. I was like, okay, and I don't really remember anything <laughs> after that. I just remember just like. out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. I, I know I met him because I got the autograph. And then I just remember running as fast as I could. And I just like, I threw <laughs> the door open and I was like, clean the restaurant. <laughs> and he's coming somehow, here. He's coming. Like, we emptied out and we like, were there never was, like, empty. Nobody. One thirty. Nobody like, in the lobby. Everybody really? left. Two people. We cleaned the whole place and he walked in like, I don't know, like, like. Like he hollered the back. The master of ceremonies. Yeah. Like he, he hollered over in. the counter. He's like, hey, what, are, what should I have? Yeah. And we had done like an Alton Brown special red. that day yes. and everything. And so he ordered the croak and then we just sent like five things out. Right. And he ate. And I'm sure we were all like goosenecking around the side like, <laughs> watching him. And I remember James Martin Davis, the attorney, had come in. And I don't <laughs> and think he, he went knew. over to Alton. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't even know who he was. And he walked over to him and like nudged him on the shoulder and was like, what did you get? What's good and here? And what's good here? And Alton Brown was like having this conversation with him, and then he left, and then then uh, Alton showed us his. He asked us if we were on Instagram, and we weren't because we had really just gotten cell phones. Uh-huh. We were we had just figured yeah. out one of our customers is like, you need to post on Facebook, and yeah, because we used to thank just God for chocolate. her, yeah, and uh, yeah. So we were getting into this this media thing, but we had no idea about Instagram. And so he showed me his phone, us, and he had posted that it was like the top five 
his on, top on the five planet. burgers yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And, and like, I think we both just, we were just like died. Uh-huh. You know? He was showing it to us and he hit the, he's like, and I just sent it to, it was like 6.2 million people. Or however many. You know what I, it was uh-huh. a huge yeah. number. And we were like, uh. So he's like, so I suggest you get Instagram. And and so right there and then another customer was in and a good friend of ours in Techie and he signed us up for Instagram that day. And Alton Brown followed us. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And on Twitter. (laughs) And we followed him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just. Just crazy. I mean, we had the phone like literally off the hook for. The line was out the door. Because we couldn't, we just couldn't keep up. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's one thing that we hate that we still have to do when it gets really busy. It's just that, you know, we have 150 people in line. We have nowhere else to put a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so we only have one grill. grill. And so we can't take these call-in orders. And everybody was calling and calling. And it was just like, and it seemed like it went on for like six months. And then (laughs) we were like, wow, this was amazing. And then we got a call six months later and it was just starting to like, it was still like crazy, but not like it was. And this guy was like, anytime you're in the paper, these companies call and they're like, for $500, you can get this article framed and we'll send it to you. And it's Mm -hmm. really neat. And they even send you like gloves, like these white gloves. So you don't (laughs) get fingerprints on it. And I was like, well, what article? And he's like, Oh, well you were on the front page of USA today for Alton Brown's favorite food. Oh my. I was like, are you serious? And I was like, no, I don't want to buy it. We don't have that kind of money. But <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, and then it just like, it and we didn't, we again. actually didn't buy it at that time, but we, we bought it later. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did buy it then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. It's oh, so, yeah. Like, yeah. We just knew not, we were just like, we were so frugal about things because we really didn't, you know, we were just, any money we had went right back into equipment or other things. Yeah. The loan. Any Abe's. Yeah. 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 So yeah, game changer for sure. Huge for sure. And he knows it. We we've let him know and and sent messages and videos and all that kind of stuff. We try not to annoy him ever. And I yeah. t- I'm talking like but he's he our still friend. interacts with us yeah. on Twitter and oh, stuff. That's he's awesome. like he's really he was like genuinely just the nicest. I guy. felt like he he was a family member, and I, I did want him to leave. Like yeah. I remember <laughs> feeling like that. Don't leave, don't go. Uh huh. So crazy. Yeah. So what was that kind of the big moment that, I mean, I know you guys were successful before that, but that kind of put you on the map and got you to where block 16 is now. Yes. Okay. It was a culmination. I think the, I think that the SBH article pushed us to, I mean, that got us a lot more because this is another thing that Alton Brown said. He's like every city he went to, he put on social media, tell me where to eat. And he said in Omaha, he's like, I've never had more people tell me to come eat at a certain restaurant than we did in Omaha. And I think that our initial review got us so many followers. Which was just, what, seven months before that. Yeah. It was the the January, February, and then Alton came October. Yeah. So of that same year. Wow. And then, yeah. so yeah, I think that just catapulted it because it, I mean, it was. We went from two employees, well, plus one counter yeah. person to like seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then. Amazing. Now, you guys mentioned uh, on that day you actually ran an Alton Brown special, and that kind of plays into what I wanted to talk about next. I feel like one of the things that Block 16 is most known for is those daily specials. And it, it is a daily ritual of my wife and I pretty much every single day, around, but sometime between 9.45 and 10.15, you guys will tweet out and put on Facebook the daily special and then one of us will send it to the other one and just be like, why do we not live downtown? Why do we not work downtown? How can we quit our jobs and get downtown by 11 o'clock so, so nice. we can have this? And just for for people who don't know, they should be following the social accounts. But like some recent ones, you guys had hanger steak and eggs mm-hmm. the other day. That's amazing. As we're recording this right now, today you guys had a carnita switch. <laughs> which was a sandwich with pulled pork carnitas and um, chipotle mayo, green uh, pork green chili on a ciabatta hoagie. Like, amazing stuff. Thank you. Where did that idea for the daily specials come from? Because that's not something that everyone does. It's become more popular now, I feel like, as social media right. has mm-hmm. grown in popularity. 
But I kind of feel like you guys got in on the ground floor or at least pretty close to it. We did it, it from day one. Yeah. We did it from day one when because we, we had that place. And we – so we did want a European-style restaurant, mm-hmm. bistro or gastropub, where we did have a menu board outside with daily specials. We both love to travel, and that was something we both loved. And then at New York Chicken and Euro, we, were, we had all this product too, and so we were doing just fun daily specials, and we were hanging the board outside at the time. That, we, have all, we just had all these ideas. Right, mm-hmm. that people walking by would see, and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's part of what makes culinary so amazing is the creativity. There's, it was also, uh, it was a financial thing too, because it was like, we literally put every penny that we made back into the restaurant, and some days that was $40, and $40 worth of hanger steak can only feed... 30 people that can't go on the menu. Right. And so it really was like, literally we would, we would, what do we have? Call Dean what can at we do? Creek right. and be like, Hey, how, how much, how many chicken thighs can we get for 40 bucks? Uh-huh. And you know, he's, and we love doing it too. And like, it's like our conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm craving this protein. Oh, it would be so good with this sauce. And we're just, it's just like, yeah. that's what we love, you know, food and, we're just always talking about it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, that's something that I think is so cool because as I've gotten to know more chefs, it's something that I always kind of wonder about. It's like, yeah, when you open a restaurant, you know, you have all these new items and everything, but then, you know, the menu changes and it adapts, but for the most part, you're cooking a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. But with you guys, you're getting to play around and express that creativity really daily. And I think, you know, that's something that, and I guess you can speak to it more than I can, but I can just imagine it gives you a little bit of juice going into work every day. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, for sure. just almost like betting on yourself. Like, Hey, I had this awesome <laughs> idea last night. I bet it's going to sell yeah, like yeah. crazy today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's, and now that we have um, more staff members, it's fun too. When new people come on and we're like, you know, we encourage you to come up with mm-hmm. specials and, um, yeah. and then yeah. people, a lot who, of our staff, they, they love to, to come up with things and you know that the brunch pop-up with the hanger steak and eggs yeah. that was that wasn't even us that we helped but it was octavio yeah. and reina and they're just uh they they cook for us and they wanted to do this pop-up and we so wanted we said to help, we'll help. Them, so, yeah. yeah make it happen wow yeah. and then there's always people who want um who request daily specials uh-huh. the, the the requests and, and yeah we like love- the hoppin and Sorensen, which <laughs> uh-huh. that was one of my favorites yep. right. yeah but that we, was one of mine too that was, yeah. conveniently and we <laughs> love doing that because one you're you know we, they ask for something and and it gives us another um avenue or somewhere to play off of like mm-hmm. something to play off of mm-hmm. and yeah yeah yeah. So obviously your personal favorite is the Hoppin' Sorensen, which was a <laughs> obviously. Uh, special that was run earlier this summer. Yep. Um, combination of me and Aaron Sorensen coming up with that. But are there any other ones that that really stick out in your mind from over the years where you were just like, I mean, I'm sure you're proud of every one of them. They're like your children. But oh, is there one like child that's maybe just a little bit, yeah, like a special, yeah. special? Well, the contra- <laughs> controversial Poutine burrito mm-hmm. was a special it, once it's, upon a time. In my opinion, the best. Thank like, you. It's the best single thing I've had in Omaha. I'm not even, like, that's not pumping you guys up. That's not kissing any butts or anything. That's just pure Half honesty. of Canada passed out. Yes. So, the, this, so sometimes Paul and I have friction, and sometimes we won't agree on a special, or he'll want it one way, I'll want it another way, mm-hmm. and we either... Uh, compromise or he trusts me or I trust him. And that day in particular, (laughs) he he had this crazy idea. Let's put the poutine, let's put poutine on a a wrap. Like let's make it a burrito. Uh And I was like, you're joking, right? Like that. Yeah, and her mom was in town too, yeah. and she was like, <laughs> "No, she was on the phone." She's like, "That sounds oh, yeah. disgusting," and I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Because where where I was from, particularly, I hadn't had a lot of burrito. I'd never had a burrito, right? Never. So you know, it just was like so foreign to me. It was just weird, and I was like, "Who is gonna eat that?" <laughs> And it ended up being like so crazy. Like it was so, that day was so crazy. I was every time someone ordered it, I thought, 
this is crazy. Like, why people will eat anything is what I was <laughs> yes, thinking. Like, people what will. is going yeah. on? And and it was so popular and still yeah. is, and it had to go on the menu, and we can't take it off. And Yeah, we did a thing. It was like, well, that, and then you did the Crab Rangoon Dog. Yeah, the Crab Rangoon. Ooh, that yeah. was another, kind of that was crazy. a big one. And so we were just like, one day, like as a joke, I think we put it on Facebook. We're like, because people were always asking us, well, you put those two items on the menu? And we're like, no, it's fun to like run them on a special every once in a while. And like, and we were like, well, if we can get, you know, 500 likes, we'll put them both on. And we ended up, it was like 25,000 <laughs> likes or something. Whatever. It was like, it was insane. So uh-huh. yeah, those are, those so, are good ones. so when you guys have those little minor disagreements on an item, how many like wins did the poutine burrito get you when when oh, when Jess expresses some doubt a be lot. like oh, I don't know about that. you're just like hey poutine burrito <laughs> yeah remember yeah. the poutine burrito yeah. <laughs> he, does do- say that. he yeah, yeah. does say that he does say that it depends on the current conversation if, yeah. it's, if it's a heavy conversation I don't bring that mood. up at all <laughs> I don't bring anything up at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah it got it got a few um. Sure. Something that I want to go back to that you kind of started mentioning a little bit, Jess, is that uh, you guys really listen to people on social media, and that's how you get some ideas for daily specials. Obviously, mine was one. I know a week or two ago, you guys did a burger special with the Fatter Day Omaha podcast. That was really fun. Oh, yeah. And honestly, this is something that Aaron Torrance and I talked about on our podcast months ago, is just something that we love about Block 16 is – Obviously, the food is incredible, and we would come back to the restaurant all the time. But we almost feel like, and this is the first time I've ever met you guys, but I feel like I know you because we've interacted on social media, and I've become this huge advocate for this brand and these people that I don't physically know, at least before tonight, and now I do. But I feel like there's a relationship there because you guys have done such a good job on social media of interacting with people and actually having a back and forth and having a discussion and not just posting pictures every day, but coming back and talking to people. How did you establish that social media strategy and the activity? There, there is no strategy. We literally, I mean, honestly, we are not, um, we're just people and we're just, I believe that we're kind and uh-huh. we care and we're just replying. Yeah, we do and, try. It right. has gotten harder with like the, we've gotten, you know, a lot more followers and everything, but we, it, I mean, we just try to, when we see something interesting, it's like we're having a conversation. So we just want to talk about it. And if it's something mean, then we usually don't reply. <laughs> that. Right. But. Well, and anytime you try to make it right, it ends up making it worse and you can't, you know, obviously through text and, and mm-hmm. social media, you, yeah. you can't get that feeling or that eye contact. And it's just, I think that's kind of probably what helped us going into it is we, we just totally went into it blind. I mean, we were like, we don't need a, we don't need a Facebook page. We hang our special outside and people walk past and if they want it, they'll come in. And then Ann Vu, one of, mm-hmm. one of our regulars, she makes, I think she makes video games now, like, which is really cool. Wow. She lives in Finland, I yeah. think. And, and she was on the Burger Prowl. And, she was on the Burger Prowl. That's when she, she voted of, against us. She voted against us, but mm-hmm. she told us to get Facebook. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, you guys need Facebook. And so we were like, okay. And So she's not a complete enemy of the restaurant. No. Yeah. She's not even close. No, no. <laughs> she didn't like the wet pickles. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. We have the article hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> But Nick Strawhacker from Dante, a good buddy of ours now, he came in and was like, no. No, there was like a like a an altercation. Yeah, we they, read were all they were all like, button heads. So, yeah. So that's why it was a tie. But, yeah, so she told us, get Facebook. And we did, and we just, I mean, you were on it. Well, yeah, I think, like, part of it is we, we for, the, like, 99% of the time, manage our own accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the people replying. We are the people in the office. We are the people... Doing the special, posting it. It's us. It's not, we don't have any departments at Block 16. There's not any programs. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, Something I want to touch on real quick is I feel like it's become so trendy in the media world right now for so many restaurants to say that they, they source everything locally. Everything comes from, you know, locally owned products and everything, but you guys believe in that. And even mm-hmm. on your website, you've had a family farm <laughs> yeah. for over a hundred years that you're getting all your vegetables and stuff from. 
just explain to people that really does make a big difference, right? How much of a difference does that make to have those locally sourced products? I mean, hundred percent. And the flavor is, you can't just knowing where your food comes from is it's always been important to us. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's literally everything. It's for one, it's like supporting local economy and uh, supporting the farmers the and community. in turn the community supporting us. And and yeah, it's just, I think every cook in the world has said it, but it's like tomatoes in season that are, you know, six blocks from the restaurant is where they're grown as opposed to some that are grown in California in mm-hmm. December and on a truck for a few days. I mean, there's it's night and day. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, of course, it's incredibly important to us. And, and it is for a lot of restaurants, which is right. great. Um, what's next for Black 16? Are you guys, do you, you have big plans? Are you just kind of chugging along? All Obviously the, the status the quo is fantastic. That's a big question. All the time is what's next. And we're, we've always been looking and we've always been thinking and talking about it. But I voted for a rap album specifically <laughs> like with a diss track towards Eminem. Cause I think that would really boost us, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, um, <laughs> No, we're always looking. We, I mean, we, we've come so close to signing on so many other places and so many bays. And it's, I mean, it just, it has to feel a hundred percent right. We have. And time, like yeah. it's, it's either been like a finance or a timing issue. And mm-hmm. the, the second location is a huge risk. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. Oh, of course. Like one of the reasons why we thought like when we got, found the bay for block 16, we thought, oh, this will be great. We'll get to cook together every day, Mm -hmm. see each other. It'll be really quaint and we'll have someone at the counter and get to work together and, and, you know, grow together. And it was just our livelihood. Well, if we get a second location, not that we still have that quaint little picture, it's really crazy now, but if we get a second location, it takes, it becomes a business then because we're then managing and, Mm -hmm. um, we're not together. Our time is divided even more so than it is now. And we mm-hmm. have two small children. And so it's, it's, it's a huge decision to make uh, for our livelihood and our existence. Oh yeah. I think for sure. Yeah. So I, I still, I know something, it's something gonna is going to happen. And we, I think we've got a pretty cool idea right now. Um, like our, our goal, you know, outside of block 16, which we love and is our, our, our baby, um, you know, our roots are that craving for that fine dining or that plated, um, experience is always there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's why we do pop-ups. We're doing one next Sunday, the ugly Christmas sweater dinner. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to, when we do pop-ups like that, we get to do a little bit of that, but yeah. Um, we have lots of ideas. Or a rap it's album. Like, or a rap album. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit smaller. Could be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, there's just no telling. We we have a right. lot of ideas. Well, if you guys ever do expand a, or decide to expand a second location, I think my next door neighbors, their house is up for sale right now. You can just move right in, and that perfect. would be just absolutely perfect. So uh, <laughs> okay. that would be awesome. Sold. Um, something that I like to end every podcast episode with is I like to ask um, my guests, what is their, I got you restaurant. And that's so to describe this simply is if you have a relative or a really good friend coming in from out of town and they're, they're a foodie and they say, I need, you know, a Nebraska restaurant. That's really gonna, this is something I'll go back home and tell my friends about. And you say, I got you, I'm sending you here. I like to ask my guests that I have so far hesitated to ask chefs that because I'm like, I I don't Mm. want to ask them to say, to like shout out their competitor and be like, Oh, Hey, but then last week I had, uh, Nick Mestas who owns a, a taco truck in Lincoln. Oh, we love muchachos. Yeah. Yeah. He's (laughs) awesome. And I didn't ask him the question because I didn't want to set him up like that. And at the end of the episode, he's like, Hey, aren't you going to ask me about, (laughs) about my restaurant? That's the best part of the episode. And, it makes me, it puts me a little more at ease because you guys said earlier that you love recommending other restaurants. Right. So I am going to put you on the spot a little. And you can name multiple well, spots I mean, if yeah, you want to. It's so hard because we love, we love so many places yes. and, and so many of the chefs are our really good friends. And it's like, you know, you don't want to ever think one is better than the other. Yeah. Okay. So give me a couple then. 
I, what are some places that Omahans need to eat at? You go ahead. Uh, no, Okaron. Yep. 100%. Okaron is, but then there's V Mertz. V Mertz. I mean, the experience there, too, <coughs> like, it's just everyone thinks that it's this, you know, you have to go for a special occasion. But we go like this. I'm wearing jeans and a, and <laughs> yeah. a, and a tee. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually wear the Yankee hoodie. <laughs> he doesn't wear the Yankee. But you can go and sit at the bar and have an amazing martini and an amazing meal and experience. And it's affordable. And yep. um, I just think that that's like a hidden gem that people know about for date night or for like a special occasion, but they don't know about casually. Right. And they really should experience it casually. Right, you can walk into it. either restaurant, have an awesome meal, get in and out for less than 50 bucks. Same with the Boiler Room. I mean, Boiler right. Room does great stuff. But then there's also like Taqueria Tijuana in mm-hmm. South Omaha, that chicken at El Catrin, Catrin, I think it is, on, I think it's Railroad Avenue there. Like, God, there's so many good places. There's so Omaha. many good places. Yeah. I mean, Dante, like. Oh, my incredible. God, Dante, just, yes. Incredible. They catered our wedding. Like, we, you know That's what I really mean? Fun, like, yeah. it's just. No, they catered our wedding, and <laughs> they did pizzas based off of the Block 16 menu. So they did, like, oh a my. pulled pork pizza with pickles and mustard on like, it. Yeah, was like, it was insane. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nick Stryker is possibly a genius. <laughs> I, I, like, he, he's, you know, he is a, he genius. Is a genius. He's, but he, he's he a mad scientist. Like, yeah. Yeah. God, there's so many. I know. That I, was more than a couple already, yes, but we yes. could go on. Well, I know you guys mentioned earlier, you have so many friends out there. So if any of them are listening to this and your restaurant just didn't get shouted out, this is nothing against <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. There are just so many great restaurants in so Omaha. Many That's Dario's. I mean, Avoli. Oh, my God. oh yeah. Like, I just, yeah. oh, yes. Le Bouillon. Paul Kulik's killing it over there. Yeah, it's like. There's just a lot of great places. For I sure. I try and eat out at a couple, like two or three local spots a week, and I'm constantly trying new places. And my wife and I have a list of probably 30 restaurants deep that we're like, these are places we have to hit right. in the next year. And that list gets longer a lot faster <laughs> than it gets shorter yeah. because yeah. there's just so many great places in Omaha, and then more pop up. Right. You just so you can't check them all off the list. It's amazing. Oh my God, Yoshitomo. Yoshitomo. Yoshitomo have you What's been there? Oh yeah. yeah. What's your current number one? I mean, you know. Well, that's well, yeah. You can't because okay, we're here. Not you us, know. Dan. Yeah. Um, Outside of us. Actually, and there might be a little recency bias put into this, but just probably a month ago or so, my wife and I went to Umami. Out oh, in Bellevue. I saw that, yes. We still haven't been. It was just incredible. Everything about it, just the experience. Normally, I, I don't care about presentation at all. I'm like, if you serve me a great meal, I don't care if you serve it on a garbage lid. Like, right. if it yeah. tastes great, I'm happy. But this was beautiful. It was tasty. It was things that I'd never had before. Like, I had monkfish liver. Oh, it's so good. The I would draw of the seed. Yeah, oh, I would yeah. never think to order that but there it was on my plate because it's just like it's one of those places you go and you order like the chef's the the chef's choice or whatever and they just show up at the table and they're like oh here's 15 different pieces of sashimi i'm gonna quickly tell you what they all are and if you don't remember well yeah just (laughs) eat them and you'll probably like it yeah you really did so that's right up there for me and another one for me is just i'm a huge barbecue guy and Smoke and Barrel just opened. Oh. It's another buddy of ours, Wayne Dingus. He graduated went with us. He went, He's amazing. He's amazing. Amazing. I, I have no idea what he does to that brisket, but it is <laughs> unlike anything you find that I've had other than Texas. It's The brisket, at least, is better than what I've had in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's better than what I've had in 100%. North Carolina. Texas, it's close. And I know he's Texas-inspired, so that's probably where it comes from. But, yeah, those would be two of my other top ones. But... You guys know who's at the top of the list. That's cool. You, 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 you don't have to brag for yourself. I'll do it for you. <laughs> well, you know who doesn't get a ton of, like, at least social media credit is uh, the Twisted. Jess used to work at the Twisted oh, Clark. Oh, the in Twisted Clark, oh, yeah? too. Have it's you been awesome. there? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. It really is. It's always seasoned perfectly. It's always hot. It's there's no preservatives in anything, no dyes. It's all, he's locally sourced. Yeah, he was like one of the first people to do like, that too, to like yes. be truly organic and truly, and really mean it and really do it. It's And to tell you how much I love it, when I applied there, I um, was looking for work at the place I worked at closed, and I only applied at two places in Omaha. Yeah. They weren't hiring. I wasn't um, putting up my resume 
from the want ads. I just wanted to work there. So oh. I went in with a resume. It was there in LaVolter. And so, um, you know, that's how much I wanted to work there because the quality of food and the owners are amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy seafood. Like, it's like a weird, like, Seattle-Hawaii mix. They're from Seattle, but they love Hawaii. That's a lot of good seafood. Yeah, a lot of good seafood. And their Chipino is like, oh, their Chipino. But like, Mm. yeah. You have to go. So on your list. I I just pulled up my list and put Twisted Cork at the very top of it. And not. Not to say anything bad about Twisted Fork, but this is Twisted Cork, right? Yes, this yep. is okay. very different. Omaha, of course, has to be confusing and have two yeah. restaurants with almost the exact same name. Yes. But yeah. Twisted Cork, okay. Yeah, it's just a really fun, delicious place. That's it's true. good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, we not only gave you a great conversation and a great episode, but now you have a bunch <laughs> of new places to try. <laughs> yes. One last thing before we get out of here. I'm going to issue a, a daily special challenge here. A little idea that I, I had in my head, and it's probably not very innovative at all. Who knows? You guys have probably thought of it and been like, that's stupid or something before. But I'm a huge fan. If I ever go out and get Chinese food, the special meal in my heart, and it's not like authentic Chinese at all, but General Tso's chicken. It just oh, it was a college it was a college meal for me, but a General Tso's chicken sandwich. Have you guys done that? We have done that. You've done that. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> I thought I was being all smart here. No, but it maybe we should do it again. Yeah. Because I, I don't even remember I know for a fact we did it. And if you go on Facebook and what I usually do if I can't remember if we did something I'll put in block sixteen General Tso's chicken. Oh yeah. And it'll bring it up from like two thousand thirteen yeah, or, I can or pull whatever. it up on the, the Oh yeah that menu thing log. Tiffany made us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, we that's it. Let's do we'll it. We'll do another one. We'll yes. do it next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything special about it that you want on it? <laughs> oh man, now I'm getting put on the spot. Oh. I feel uh, like we did it with like some kind of like stir fry slaw. I don't know. It's been a while. I know that we did the like the like Taiwanese batter on it and like yeah. I don't know. But yeah, we're on it. I don't know if this makes any sense, and it probably doesn't. But I'm still just. From the sandwich last time, I'm still just like dreaming of fried avocados. Oh, I abs- yeah. I absolutely, like my wife and I, we'll put avocados on anything to like just stupid levels of things that you shouldn't put avocados on, but we yeah. love them. And I just remember that like of everything that stood out so much on that sandwich, I was just like, oh, there's the avocado. There's my <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that probably doesn't mix with General Tso's chicken. So just disregard we'll the last 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do, Dan. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll let you guys out of here. This has been absolutely just a total treat thank you so much for joining me tonight this has been so much fun Jess thank you this was fun thank you yeah really you're cool. awesome thank you yeah and thanks for all the support all right yeah of course it's well earned thank you and uh everybody thank you so much for listening to this very very special edition of restaurant hoppin um yeah just rate let me know what you think uh send me comments subscribe so you just automatically get every ep- Um, Every episode just sent to your inbox. Real easy. Don't even have to download it. That's it. Thanks so much for eating with me, Omaha. A Parkville Media Production.